The book of Apostle Paul, Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 9. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. Various and strange doctrines means those that are opposing. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. First, material blessings carried into the arsenal of grace by false prophets is a false teaching. So from this place of scripture, it is clear that when these people, these false apostles, they preach spiritual prosperity in Christ Jesus, then scripture calls this as an opposing teaching that should not be followed. Second, grace is the goodness of God, the good of God, that expressed itself in an answer of God's grace addressed to a person saved by him who, through hearing the word, demonstrated to God his favor and goodness and the voluntary obedience of his faith to the faith of God in the lips of his messengers. So the grace of God is always given for grace. So grace for grace, goodness for goodness. If a person demonstrates grace toward God or his goodness toward God, only then does God turn his goodness toward him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. He gave them the right to be children of God because they received him and they then received the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. This is what it sounds in the original, not grace upon grace, or grace for grace instead of grace. Because there is not grace upon grace, but the grace for grace for the grace of men. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. Third, grace is the law of God presented in the New Testament, which abolishes the handwriting that was against us, which was in the Old Testament which was against us. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. This is referring to the teaching of grace. Fourth, grace in the format of the New Testament strengthens our heart when we fulfill the commandments of this grace by considering ourselves dead to sin and alive to God, calling the inexistent adoption of our body as existent. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. So those who love their tongue, they will eat of its fruit. Fifth, grace in the format of the unsearchable inheritance of Christ not only has nothing to do with material blessings, but on the contrary, resists these blessings. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten to us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through 5. From this place of scripture, we see that this inheritance is contained in an imperishable essence, in an imperishable format. These are not material blessings. These are spiritual blessings. And therefore, they resist, or rather, they oppose the blessings of material blessings which person accepts as blessings of God. This is also a blessing, but Scripture says that the true blessings is not that which we have material abundance, but that which we have faith, the riches of faith. Six, the grace of God received on His conditions in the seed of the Word preached to us, but not grown into the fruit of righteousness, is grace that is wasted in vain. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20. It's very unfortunate uh, that the prophet says this in sorrow. He looks at Israel and he sees that for Israel the time has ended, so there, everything has its time and its place. The time had ended that was given to them, and he says, the summer has ended and we are not saved. In its majority, Israel had went into perdition, they had fallen. Given that they call themselves Israel, warriors of prayer, they still fell. Why? Because they refused to obey their faith with the faith of God in the lips of His messengers. This occurs when we use the grace of God in order to receive material goods. Seventh, the grace of God spent on the drinking of alcoholic drinks is grace that has turned into dissipation. Because a part of Christianity, a very large majority, they think that there exists spiritual wine drinking and that this is fine and that if you, if we forbid this, then we are uh, moving away from the New Testament, that the New Testament allows us to drink wine, but only we need to drink it correctly, that there's so-called spiritual wine drinking, but this does not exist in Scripture. Nonetheless, these false apostles and these false prophets, they point to this, and in their sermons, and today they are called generals of God. These are missionaries, evangelists, and so forth. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. The Greek word meaning corruption in all spheres of life. This is the definition of dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So, to replace this wine drinking with being filled with the Holy Spirit and songs and an edification of one another. So it's better to sing out to God. And from this, your heart will begin to rejoice. You will begin to rejoice. You'll begin to be consoled and comforted. But after wine drinking, there's this is 
poison that does not just go through the system. It has its effects on man, and this is death. A person kills himself having drinking wine. The body belongs to the Lord, and we do not have the right to kill it with any alcoholic drinks. The grace of God presented in the dignity of tithes and offerings is the most ancient commandment that is independent of the law, although it found its part in the law. So, tithes and offerings, or the commandment of tithes and offerings, is the law of grace that is given by God. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. In this manner, this ancient commandment was established in Eden. It had yielded our worship to God. So the knowledge of His authority, or the acceptance of His authority, a person who tries to attribute for himself the ties that are not in His control because they belong to God, he does not accept His his love toward God. Ninth, offering our first fruits to God, we demonstrate to Him our favor and demonstrate before Him the godliness of our faith, and in this manner to us is revealed the free entrance into the kingdom of heaven. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may, may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. If this, these things are yours and abound, you will not be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you have this and it is abounding, it must always abound and multiply because this is the nature of God that is supposed to expand and that is going to, is supposed to grasp our whole essence. Furthermore, Apostle Peter continues to write, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. So our call is found in these seven virtues and it is thanks to the fact that this is our calling in them. God selects us. When we have this calling, then God selects us. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see here, it's not material blessings and success that opens the door to the tree of life, but the character, a changed character that is in the likeness of God through these properties. Tenth, the grace of God is a kind of righteousness for which we do not need to pay, given that it is purchased with the sacrificial blood of Christ through which we must practice righteousness. So grace is given in order for us to be able to have the ability to practice righteousness because we receive it in a seed in the format of a deposit. When we are born from the seed of the word of truth, we receive this grace as a deposit. Justification not in fruit but in the seed in the format of a deposit which is necessary to place into circulation in order to receive it in the fruit of righteousness. So that through this fruit of righteousness, grace could reign 
remain in our hearts. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. So if you are righteous, then you are going to practice righteousness. If you are holy, you are going to be holy. If you try to, through some kind of good works, through the exercise of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, evangelism, prayers, or whatever else, if you try to earn the righteousness of God in order to become holy, then you are moving in a backwards direction, away from God into perdition. Eleven, the grace of God is a kind of law that is far stricter than the law of Moses. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled, who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? If he uses grace unlawfully and he says, I am under grace, and if he sins, oh, I can I can sin and at any time I can repent, it's one thing when a person as a slave of sin does not want to sin. He yells, he tries to depart from this, but he still finds himself in sin. This is a different question. It's very different when he agrees with the fact that, okay, well, I'm under grace, therefore, God is going to forgive me nonetheless. Be very careful. Grace is far more strict in this case than the law of Moses. 11. The grace of 12. The grace of God returned to God on his conditions in the subject of tithes and offerings is the food of God as well as the food of the new man in the status of a priest. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the window of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. This is referring to the blessing of abundant blessings and richness of faith. And through richness of faith, we will receive from God material blessings, just enough as is necessary for us to grow in our heart the tree of life. Only God knows to whom and how much to give, whom and with what to bless. We are going to honor God right now with tithes and offerings. This is the fulfillment of the most ancient commandment that lies at the foundation of all commandments. With this, this respect must, this honor must happen with joy, voluntarily, and in these offerings to God, we, cons we, we honor God, we acknowledge His authority over us, and we express our love toward Him. This is the unique opportunity and privilege for the person who is holy to rejoice along with God. That's why God, there where there is present tithes as a commandment voluntarily as a law, that is the most ancient commandment, God gives food, spiritual food. In these churches, God is going to reveal and open himself in the signs of the end days. And it is in these churches that God is going to prepare people to the adoption of their bodies to the redemption of Christ in order to give them the guarantee to rapture. Let us stand and we will sing unto God. And we will with joy serve God and honor Him with tithes and offerings. Сознание там не дает покоя. 
I will gladly remind you again and again that each time when Israel had honored God with tithes and offerings, either in the sanctuary of Moses or in the temple of Solomon, they were called to, according to the words of Moses, which he had received as a revelation from God, to raise their hands over their offerings before God and to proclaim one unique proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, drinking from the same olive tree, from the juice of the same olive tree, from that same root, will do the same exact thing. Please raise your right hand, a symbol of your righteous act, over your offerings, and pray along with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tithes from my home and brought them into your home so that your home may have food. I do not give impurely, I do not give in sorrow, and I do not give to the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority. And according to your word, I ask you, right now, may your heavenly windows be opened and may your blessing come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.